0: What's up everyone and welcome to this episode of brewing with becky it has been some time again so apologies for the delay in a new episode but really excited about this one one of my best friends and national team teammates joins me jesse fleming is my guest today so exciting episode we chat coffee um how long we've known each other which is quite some time i discovered uh a lot about the mental aspect of the game her journey over here to the UK and as always we have a little bit of fun so without further ado enjoy the episode this is brewing with Becky Jesse Fleming Okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay Jesse Fleming is on the podcast today. Jesse welcome to brewing with Becky it's so good to have you thanks for having me this is fun we've been trying to do this for a long time there's, you know, a lot going on in our lives right now. It's very exciting times. We go to training and we come home. So there's clearly not enough time to do this in the day. I I talk to you sometimes. <laughs> like, this is very formal. I, we talk. We do, we do. I'm just messing with you. But thank you for coming on. I, I appreciate you. your time. That's over. not true. Don't listen to her, anyone. Um, so a little bit of a tradition we have on the podcast is introduce your coffee tell us about your coffee
1: oh i thought we were cheersing
0: Um, Cheers! no that's great cheers
1: yep good yes what you got there um, just an uh oat milk coffee drip coffee ooh Mm -hmm. the alternative milks we're into that sort of thing are we yeah yeah i don't know when that starts i don't know i just like oat milk i like the flavor to be honest um yeah Okay, I'm, I'm the same I go through like almond milk
0: oat milk regular milk it's kind of like a like a thing I guess yeah, I've I got cool. a similar coffee on tap I've got a nice it's filter yeah, it's on tap these days that's how we're saying it uh we've got a nice filter with some regular milk in my ember cup I'm gonna do a shameless plug for ember right here if you've not heard of ember They're a fabulous company of mugs and travel mugs that keep your drink warm through Bluetooth on your phone. So, this is twenty twenty one. If you don't have a number mug, get on it. So,
1: this is how you're getting paid.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm not getting
1: paid. (laughs) I'm still waiting for my cut. That's all I'm good for.
0: Um. Okay. So, great that you have a drink. I have a drink you know, we may have to have you back on the podcast when we can do this in person. So we can like actually have like a nice coffee chat in person, but for now, Zoom will have to do. So at least you could see my face one way or the other. (laughs) So for those of you who don't know, I've known Jesse for, I probably should've done this math ahead of time, 2014. Did we meet under twenties? Yeah so my goodness that's seven years is that the right six years <laughs> seven Well, almost seven almost seven. seven i'm including this year so this november it will be seven years why you're still friends with me i don't know but i must be doing something right because there, was, there were some growing pains but Ooh, would you like to talk about those growing pains no
1: <laughs> i mean there's growing pains with every friendship but like... oh yeah but, Back up. but yeah, we get along. And I mean, we spent a lot of time together, like under 20s, Pan Ams, and then the national team. So
0: It's been a wild ride. Um, Jesse and I have been, yeah, friends for a long time. She's my roomie for national team camp, yep. which by I'm the only- end of the World Cup, I think that you really were not a fan of mine.
1: <laughs> no, I, I mean... I'm a very patient person, and you have your uh, roommate quirks. You like things very particular, and I find it funny, so it works. I have had the pleasure of rooming with Jessie
0: while she's gone through school, and I finished school a long time ago. Probably should go back, but nah. And Jessie here is quite, quite the student. We've had many occasions of my netflix watching and her trying to do her homework and then i get bored and then i try and mess with her while she's doing her homework if you want to put Je-
1: push jesse's buttons that is the fastest way to do it <laughs> don't write on the page i'm writing on
0: she's got these big sticky things that you she sticks to the wall there's like they're like these big i don't know like sticky sheets You just stick them on the wall and she does all her equations on there don't touch those; those are off limits. No, so we've had some good times together. Um, many to come, many to come. So, a couple interesting topics to jump on today. Let's see how, see what we can get out of her. That's really the the goal of this whole thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, it's been a year since the national team has been together. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, it has not been a year since I've seen Jesse. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was cute. That was a nice thing to say. Uh, sidebar. The people are wondering why I call you Jeffrey. That's been a, the people. The people, just the people. The people.
1: That just one person over there. there. Um, the one person that's asking. Why you call me Jeffrey? Yeah. What's the story behind Jeff? Gosh. Um this one practice, John, our old coach, had just said something to Steph Labe, our goalkeeper, in front of the team. And then he went to say my name and Jeff came out of his mouth. And everyone thought it was hilarious. And then (laughs) Jeff became my short form nickname. And of course, the long form is Jeffrey. And then of course that caught on because ha ha. ha. So I'm that's my nickname.
0: That might have been one of my favorite moments of actual practice. And what you know if anyone knows John, you know John is very serious when he's in the middle of training, explaining something. And so, So you know, it's funny because he immediately just just lost it the second it came out of his mouth. And it's like one of those things that when a coach says something funny, you don't really know whether you should laugh or not, unless they start laughing. But he gave us the green light as soon as he went off. So that's the history of Jeffrey for all of you people that have wondered over the years why Mm -hmm. I continue to call her Jeff. And Jeffrey's just a fun name. So. Yeah, that's, that's that story, um, yeah. which is good. But these days, Jesse and I are both in the United Kingdom. Mm-hmm. We've uh, ventured across the pond into the Barclays WSL. Um, and I've been here. This is my third year in the WSL, and this is Jesse's first year. So we've had some great conversations about similar experiences and the challenges and the benefits of being over here, um, and making the move. So mm-hmm. what, what convinced you to come over here? Cause obviously you you had options to play in the end of a cell, you had options to play in other countries. Um, and what was it that, that made the decision for you?
1: Um, I mean, I think a lot of different things. Uh, I think I knew I wanted to go to Europe because I'd kind of had the opportunity to see you and Keish Shanash um, and other players on our team kind of grow uh, over in the leagues in Europe. And then I think another big thing is just like the culture of football in England is like overwhelming. Like it's, I feel like they live and breathe it here, which I think is really unique. Um, obviously COVID restricts any ability to like go watch the men's team play at, their stadium but I think just like the passion and culture around football um was really important to me and uh yeah and then I think just the opportunity to play with different players who I've never played before um and I think something I really love about our team is just we have a very diverse lineup so people from lots of different countries and um I think there's a lot to learn uh because everyone's kind of come from a different football upbringing and yeah. So, I mean, a lot of different things, um, but yeah, it's, been, it's been good.
0: I think it's been so cool to see so much of our team make the transition overseas. Cause obviously there's four of us here now. There's a few yeah. in France, a couple yeah. in Sweden. Um, and especially for this, this camp coming up, the, a lot of the roster is in Europe, which is really yeah. exciting because that means that a lot of us are p- currently playing games, which yeah. is better for everyone. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: um, and like, it's not, oh, sorry, but I'm sorry. It- no, I was just going to say, like, it's not an easy transition. Like, obviously we're far away from our families and, you know, some people don't do well with the weather, not mentioning any <laughs> names, but, um, so yeah, it is. I don't know if you're talking about people me or talking about i the about weather you. every single day. You text me, you're like, it's raining. I'm like, Janine, that's what it is. <laughs> it's raining. Um, well, here's the thing.
0: Here's the thing about the weather i will say for all of my uk you listeners change the weather. Thing. well that and i was pleasantly surprised when i moved here i thought it was going to be way worse like like literally non-stop rain all day every day and don't get me wrong there have been times where i have not seen the sun for a long while we're in we're in that spell right now yeah. it's
1: you can get um, gray outside i was i read mood lamps daylight lamps maybe mood and then, uh, yeah, I okay. have one and it, like it like stimulates or like replicates the, the daylight. It's supposed to really help with sleep actually.
0: Well, <laughs> be honest, I have one. It's been in the drawer since I bought it. so maybe we should give that a go. Um, but <laughs> rewind back to the the topic that we were on. Uh, yeah, it definitely doesn't come without its challenges and especially this year. Um, obviously both of us weren't able to travel home for Christmas. Which was really difficult, and we both got to experience our first British Christmas time. So that was nice. Um, but let's hope that that COVID makes its way out the door before the holiday season, twenty twenty one. My my hopes are high. My expectations are low. Nice. That's that's how we've been going in these past couple yeah. months. Um. But back on the topic of of just being in England, what do you think? has been the biggest challenge for you let's let's do on the pitch and off the pitch
1: okay biggest challenges um i mean i think on the pitch it's a tough question i wish you would have prompted me with questions but anyways on the pitch, can't ruin it It gotta be spur of the Um, moment you can't prepare for these um, things i don't know on the pitch like i think Coming into it, I knew it was going to be a step up just in the quality of player, um, kind of, you know, the intensity of training and whatnot. Um, but I, I think like the learning process and the process of getting better, like it's not easy. It sounds great, you know, like it sounds easy, but then it's hard when, you know, you have a bad training session or, um, you know, you're not playing like a ton of minutes, but so I think like just you know reminding yourself why you're doing it and kind of leaning in to improving at things Um, it's hard because you have to admit that okay maybe you know this needs work I'm not very good at this in order to work on it and go do it and it's not that it's embarrassing but yeah it kind of like it is in a way like if you're a little bit behind the level of some of your teammates Um, so yeah I think I definitely struggled a bit at the start just keeping things in perspective and remembering who I'm playing beside, um, you know, like I think watching Gigi and, and Melly and the list goes on and on. Like we have so many great players. So I think it's easy to forget who you're playing beside and you just start to compare yourself to those people. Absolutely. And yeah, so I think, yeah, that's definitely been a big challenge. Um, but at the end of the day, like I know, I know it'll be a good thing, but yeah, I think just kind of some growing pains with that.
0: I think it's um, difficult. I, I had this a, obviously a very similar experience to you. And when, when I first came over here and I am in my third season at city, I'm very comfortable. I have great friends. I know the staff in and out. They know me like we're obviously in very different places from that perspective, but I still have those same growing yeah. pains, if you will. And I think it's easy to forget, like you're saying who you're playing next to, you know, it's yeah. these tier one top quality international players. And you know when you find yourself not on the team sheet for the game it's so easy to be like well yeah like is I, is I, this ever going to change yeah, exactly. like what do i need to do to 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 really like cement myself but i think what i've learned is when you have a team like yours and a team like mine where you've got far beyond 11 players that are good enough to be on the pitch that's how you win trophies is with those rosters and with that depth Um, and it can be really hard to manage the mindset behind, like not playing all the time, because obviously as competitors and as people, I think for me, the, and you can speak to this and how you feel about it, the sacrifices that we've made to come over here, it's kind of like, well, when you're not playing, it's like, what, what am I doing this for almost? And that feels really daunting and really dramatic. And I think that's the whole perspective thing is, well, actually this is the best training environment I can be in. Yeah. And as much as I want to play in games and maybe I deserve to be playing in games, but I'm not the, the improvement actually doesn't come from games as much as it comes from training.
1: Yeah, no, I know. Like I can, and it's also hard to compare yourself when you're just in the same environment all the time. So I'm, you know, you're questioning, like, am I really improving? But I think like there's so many little things you can steal from other players. Like, again, just watching someone like Gigi or, you know, even like, I don't know, just people with more international experience and more experience at the club level or um, just like stealing things that people are doing in practice. And you're like, Oh, look, but then it's like, Oh, okay. Like I can do that too. And I think, yeah, I don't know. I just think there's so much you can learn from players like that. Um, And it just, yeah, I mean, you you like you're forced to kind of grow with it, and um, yeah, no, it's just a challenge. But it's a interesting mix between like
0: constantly putting yourself in the right mindset and the right perspective, but at the same time, like not not falling behind. So like everyone's moving forward, the levels getting getting higher. People yeah. are playing in games, and it's like kind of this constant. Like I just. I got to stay up at the level got to set the level and that's so important and such an such a great thing that we're learning because then you you peg a level and you don't really ever drop below that level and if it's everyone obviously has a bad day but Mm -hmm. the the bad days become fewer and further between
1: yeah yeah no every day yeah and I think like I had a similar experience when I first came on the national team like I, I really I mean I definitely was not at the level um and how old were you when you first when you made your first appearance oh anyways I like 15 uh almost 16 15. okay so 15 <laughs> anyways. um but yeah like I just wasn't at the level but I think that's a moment where I really grew a lot because I mean that was kind of my a lot of the reason why I came here is because I wanted to go somewhere where the way I was occur I was currently playing just wasn't good enough and mm-hmm. so you're forced to kind of like Rethink, you know, like, okay, what do I need to improve as a player? Like, where do I need to improve to get to this level? Otherwise, you're kind of just like, oh, what I'm doing right now is acceptable and I'm, yeah. Get
0: it. So that's actually a really good segue because I feel like so much of what I've experienced here, I've been able to cope with and work through and learn from because of the habits and learnings that I've gotten from being in our environment with the national team yeah and the culture and um like sports psychology uh, resources that we have so for those of you who don't know we have a fantastic sports psychologist that we work with um on the national team his name is Alex Hodgins shout out Alex Um, he's he's the greatest Um, and I know for Jesse and I both he's just worked wonders Um, but we have this concept that we talk about on the national team a lot which is just like really intentional uncomfortable growth and I think that that's literally been if you could put an umbrella over moving to the UK yeah. in a place where you don't know anyone where you've never lived you're for you moving into your first professional environment an incredible challenge and that umbrella is uncomfortable like yeah that's the best way to describe it and I think we've done so many things in the national team and so much work in that space it's like a oxymoron but like being comfortable in the uncomfortable all the time
1: and I mean like I I still like fail at that like I still have to work so hard at it I don't it like it doesn't come easy I just feel like a lot of these things are really easy to be like oh yeah it's great like you know it's a challenge and it's really uncomfortable but like it definitely I don't know it just takes a lot of it takes a lot of work um
0: it's very it has to be so intentional and it has to be like almost like um calculated how you do it because you have to pay attention to it if you don't pay attention to it then naturally as human beings we fall into the place of finding what we're comfortable with and staying there
1: yeah you're trying to find the balance between like confidence and complacency and like you're trying to change yourself or like what you're currently doing but then also like you're trying to have some self-compassion with your circumstances and so it's kind of just like this constant like balancing act and having to reflect on like okay what went right today what went wrong today why was I thinking what I was thinking how can I change this in the future it's kind of just like lots of little tweaking and I get it wrong a lot like there's been days where I call my mom on the car ride home from training and I'm just like, oh, like I, like I was terrible today. And then like, I think the difference is like, I can say that, you know, but then it's like the next morning I get up and like, I'm going to, I'm going to try again and I'm going to do my best to make that day better. And like, I don't know. Yeah. It sounds easy, but.
0: Oh, trust me. It is not easy. I know exactly what you're talking about. And you mentioned the term self-compassion, which you taught me not that long ago Um, and it's actually something that I've really reflected on a lot and I think it's so important as high performers. We talk about um, another term we use in the environment is just being in a high performance environment Um, and being at our club is a high performance environment as well and I think um, Jesse introduced me to this podcast so we're going to do another
1: shameless plug on a podcast. Tell the people what it was. It's my favorite podcast. Uh, It's called the Tim Ferriss Show. Um, And Tim Ferriss interviews high performers, um, not just athletes. So he interviews business people, athletes, um, politicians, actors, sports hikes, hikes. Um, everyday people who are very good at what they do um, and kind of just ask questions about I don't know. I guess just like their philosophy on certain things or how they got to where they are. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's really good. He kind of, he's able to get the golden nuggets out of these people. And there was a really good one that Janine and I'd listened to. Uh, he was interviewing Jim Lohr, who's a sports psych for a ton of American Olympians. Um, More so individual athletes
0: than yeah. Yeah. than team athletes, which as a as a team athlete, it's super interesting to listen to those kind of people speak about their experiences with um, individual athletes. I gotta say, hats off to individual athletes because I find it so hard to be a a high performer in an environment of lots of high performers all the time. So I can't imagine the mental capacity that these individual athletes have. But in this episode, towards the end, they get into a conversation about the last dance um, with Michael Jordan. And I found this so interesting who Michael Jordan was in his environment and how he was just like the epitome of intensity, um, all the time, like it never, ever shut off. And I think a lot of people walked away from that documentary, including me, not thinking that he was like, like a mean human, but also like kind of shocked by the way that he spoke to his teammates and the way that like he acted. And for me, it was such an interesting dynamic because he was like also such a good teammate. Anyways, that's a sidebar, but in this, in this podcast, they talk about the link between moral values and success Mm -hmm. and they use Roger Federer as an example. So Mm -hmm. you speak to that because we had talked about it
1: before. Yeah. Well, I think like when they were using the last dance example, I think a lot of people perceive Michael Jordan as this kind of like ruthless guy who. Yeah, I don't know. I think a lot of people have this image of people at the top being that way. And I think the point the podcast was trying to make was that you don't, there's more than one way to get there. Um, and they use Roger Federer and Dan Jansen, who's a speed skater, I believe, um, as examples of people who, I don't, they were just nice guys, very good human beings, and kind of have really strong ties to to moral to a moral or ethical purpose greater than themselves so i know roger hutter does a lot of work with um, educating kids in africa and um, with dan jansen i think he was just really attached to like sharing the beauty of his sport and um like i think they were trying to make the point that there's more to life than our sports mm. and that people who have a purpose attached to other human beings or something a little bit bigger than just your sport. Like, I think it, they were talking about how it drives success.
0: Um, and that's what made me think of our team because we yeah. are in this culture of like, I really have never been on a team other than ours where like, there's not one person that has an obvious issue with someone else. Like when I go around our team, I'm like, you know what? There, Every single person on this team I would like to spend time with. Yeah. And that like goes for the staff too. And I just think that that's so special. And this podcast just made me think about that. But um, yeah, that when he speaks about Dan Jensen, Jansen, Jansen, I think so. he uh, talks about how he, so this, this sports psych has worked with 17 number ones in the world in different sports, which is outrageous. But he said that no matter how many world titles these athletes were winning, the their their happiness didn't rely on those titles so he's saying like as human beings as athletes we have this sense that when we become number one when we win the world cup when we win an olympic gold medal you like hit this fulfilled. yeah you're like, like oh if so that's happy. happiness i found it i'm done yeah. this is like the epitome of my life and yeah. it's actually super empty and so when he talks about roger federer and dan jensen Am I saying Jensen or Jansen? Because this is this I'm is not, happening. I'm not sure. I think you it's know Jansen. what, Dan. We apologize. We're gonna. I'm gonna just. I'm gonna say Dan from now on. Anyways, uh, and she's googling it. This is how Jesse <laughs> brain works. I think it's Jansen. <laughs> okay. Anyways, besides the point. Other than we don't like when people pronounce our names wrong. He was prepared to retire from speed skating, without. A world title because he was just that happy with the way that the sport made him feel and the the beauty and joy that that brought him and i just think that's like
1: so incredible yeah um but anyways that that was i mean he it's funny because he ended up winning the world title and in a way i think what the podcast is getting at is that his philosophy behind it and the fact that he just had an underlying just love of the sport wanted to do things properly that got him the world title i think Mm -hmm. like i know that the other example they used was when they asked like a room full of people to describe themselves at their best oh my gosh yes that was so interesting a list of words or the other way he framed it was like like what do you want to be written on your gravestone which is kind of morbid but what ended up happening i guess is that pretty much everyone wrote the same words and they were kind of there was just like this moment of awe because everyone had written like I'm like kind, empathetic, um, present, like a good brother or dad. Left or the
0: world better than
1: I found it. And yeah. none of it was tied to like money or success or like no one, yeah, I don't know. So yeah.
0: I see that, I think it's so crazy because you and I earlier in this talked about, you know, keeping perspective. And when you get in your car and you call your mom and you're like, mom, I was so bad today. And yeah. then it's like, it honestly, I feel so silly sometimes because we make a bad training session like so big in our minds Mm -hmm. and in the grand scheme of things, oh my gosh, how many freaking training sessions have we had in our lives? So many, but then I'm like in 10 years, (sighs) if I can play for another 10 years, body please. um, When I look back on my career, even now, like when I look back on even the three years that I've been at city, what my favorite moments have been. It's been like the, just the little things and the things that like I leave and I you remember make me really happy. Yeah, winning trophies is great. Celebrating with your team is great, but it's all the things that happen in the small moments and the times you get to spend with your teammates and the things that truly make you happy as a human being. And I think that that's kind of what this is getting at. Yeah. And so at the end of, end of your career, you know, people like to say, "Oh, well, you, you know, hopefully you achieved so much, but it's actually so much deeper than that. And I think that's so much of why we play because of all of those little moments. Anyways, this, this podcast just really, really made me think of our team. And, um, we always talk about how we need to be meaner. Um, and I yeah. think like, there is a level of that, obviously it's competition and, and we want to win and stuff, but I just think it's so special that we have this amazing, uh, foundation of just being, being good human beings, because that's just, be a good person. A good person. <laughs> Another shameless plug for one of my good friends. If you have never gone on their website, be they do fantastic things for the Denver community. Um, give them some love, Julian Donaldson, shout out. Um, I really like getting on tangents if you haven't noticed. Um, but to, talk about that subject in a different light Mm -hmm. obviously Jesse and I spend a lot of time together in the moments of frustration and bad training sessions and good training sessions and good games and uh dealing with playing time and all of the things that every athlete deals with in some respect um we've had the pleasure of experiencing those things at the highest level um in and dealing with them together. And I think what's been so cool with Jesse and I is we've really created this like open and honest friendship of being able to critique each other and also encourage each other in ways that we feel is most helpful for the other person. Um, and that's so valuable as a teammate and as a friend to have those people that you can be be honest with. And she she tells me things I do not wanna hear sometimes, but makes me better, so just know that I appreciate it when I'm like not being very nice and I've done something wrong. And you're like, you're better than that. And I'm like, no, I'm not. But I really (laughs) know that I am. Uh, So she's, she shared with me an article. What was that last week, two weeks ago about this concept that we spoke about earlier, Mm -hmm. self-compassion. And the premise of this article was, You're not going to plug 10% Happier? 10% Happier. Subscribe. Mm -hmm. Dan Harris. It's great. Uh, She just forwards me these emails and it's lovely. And they're short and they're easy to read and they're incredibly helpful. So so many plugs on this podcast. Someone give me a sponsorship. No, I'm just kidding. Not really though. Um, (laughs) So the premise of self-compassion is kind of like if you're critiquing yourself for something, viewing it from the mindset of a good friend, And what you would say to yourself as a friend in that moment. And it was like so profound because I think about how easy it is for me. Like when you come in the room after training and you want to put your head through the wall because you Mm -hmm. took a bad touch one time in training. And I'm like sitting there laughing and I'm like, Jesse, are you serious? Like you were the best player on the pitch today. You had one bad touch, but it's impossible to see that yourself sometimes. thoughts (laughs)
1: um no yeah like I mean I think you did a really good job of describing it it I don't know it's just kind of like mentally reframing how you approach your inner thoughts so when you're having that like I was shit today like it's the end of the world like my career is over like you're just like ruminating and things are just escalating you slow down and think to yourself okay what would I say if Janine, or another one of my really good friends, was in this situation, and they were expressing these thoughts to me. And like, it sounds so simple, but usually we don't talk to ourselves like that. Like usually we, I mean, like those negative thoughts are really sticky, so we just continue to repeat those in our head. Whereas if I was talking to Janine, I would say, "Okay, slow down. Like, was it really that bad of a practice? It's one practice, you know." So I think it's just like being able. Do you speak to me like that, or do you say? St-
0: stop being stupid
1: (laughs) okay well sometimes I say that but yeah it's just like it's it's reframing how you're like perceiving those negative thoughts which are super Um, powerful by the way negative thoughts are so much more powerful than positive thoughts yeah and just yeah I don't know just being able to put things in perspective and be a bit kinder to yourself on like when that's happening or when you're ruminating on those on those thoughts
0: it's such a good lesson and Both of us have been putting in the work on the mental side of the game, which I will say for anyone who um, doesn't do the work on the mental side of the game, like, start. Because it is so important, and I've learned the lesson that lesson the hard way over the last couple of years, especially like making this move. So, kudos to you because you're in your first year of the UK, and you are miles beyond where I was. So, that's the other great thing is but yeah, learning learning lesson. from experience. You know that's why we have friends. Um, mm-hmm. So yes, we we like to to be each other's critics sometimes, but also tell each other when we're being stupid because. A ball came off my shin in training and it's the end of the world right yeah. well we're gonna finish with some uh quick fire questions oh my gosh. okay which i'm coming up with on the spot what? so this could be interesting i told you the best way to do this is no i'm just kidding i prepare i just did prepare these because i was thinking about it i was yeah. thinking about it earlier and i was like carry preparation let's just do okay. it
1: on the fly ice coffee or hot coffee mm, depends on the weather outside if it's hot ice coffee if it's cold hot coffee that's, that's such a boring answer but that's just how i, <laughs> operate. I don't understand <laughs> if i'm in california i'm gonna be drinking ice coffees if i'm in england i'm gonna be drinking warm coffees i mean it's fair it's logical that's mm-hmm. one
0: thing you are mountains or beach mountains Ooh. Yep, yeah. she spent four years in California, but she's Canadian. We so have so mountains it, in California. It, it makes sense, it's true. <laughs> yeah. you were where you were. Well, <laughs> there's, like, snowy mountains in LA that I've you never see, seen. You can see snow peaks from LA. Okay, you can see them. Doesn't mean they're in okay, LA. Okay, what's the next question? <sighs> see, this is this is our relationship <laughs> in a nutshell. <laughs> I want to laugh and Jesse's like next. You don't have anything to do. Huh? You don't even have a watch on. She just looked at a fake watch. Okay. Uh, If you had to um, no choose one person from the national team to be stranded on an island with for a month. Who would it be
1: and why? Well, I need to think practically. <laughs> or you could have fun with it. Well, I'm, I'm trying to think both. Somebody who's funny, but also maybe has some survival skills. No, you would go lose <laughs> your mind. I would not. I would not pick you. I'm sorry. Who would I pick?
0: Wow, I'm taking that's so brisly. It's fine. I'm not actually. It's very understandable.
1: I don't we know. already spend
0: enough time together.
1: Maybe. What about Chappie? Des is no. <laughs> my Chappie might eat me. <laughs> Honestly, I would be scared for my life, but I think I would be running from her the whole time. Desi's a good one. Desi's a good one because it would just be like good vibes by the campfire. Like Desi's all about the good vibes. Yeah.
0: All right, is that your final Desi's answer? It's
1: like a destroyer. She could, I don't know. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna lock. That's in a in. strong
0: answer. That's a strong Baby, answer.
1: No, oh no, Aaron's not good in the wild.
0: <laughs> she would She's be great to- for your inner self, though. Exactly. You would be. It would be like, would be be like very... a
1: meditation retreat with Aaron for a. Yeah, month. you
0: would be very calm. Yeah. <clears throat> but hey.
1: My, okay. Yeah. Okay.
0: All right. So Desi Scott, shout out to the Destroyer. Wow, that's that's like the highest order of compliment right there. Okay, let's go two more. <sighs> okay, question. This is not a quick fire question. This is just a question. Have you had a proper curry since uh, you moved to the UK?
1: Well, I don't know. I've had curry, but I don't know if it's proper.
0: Okay, what kind of curry did you have? I mean, we uh Did you get I'll... it from a curry shop?
1: Uh... I got it. Okay, we're gonna go
0: with no because you would know no. if you've had one. So that's severely disappointing. We need to get you on that train. You need to have a good talk with your teammates because that is not being a good teammate.
1: Well, I mean, we are kind of in lockdown, so I'm a little restricted. Delivery. Well, I had okay, yeah. I'm just not even in gonna... it.
0: All right, yeah. Work. Do you have no excuses for this? Um, well, that's like everything that I wanted to talk to you about.
1: That's your rapid fire question. <laughs> All right, you give me one. If you're so good at this, well, I mean, I would have prepared some.
0: Um... Oh, see, this was a segment I didn't know if we were going to do. So you're right. Always be prepared. That's my bad. I dropped the
1: ball on that one. I don't have any questions
0: for you. Okay, she knows everything about me. It's not exciting. I, I know too much. <laughs> she <laughs> loves it. Um... All right. Well, Jesse probably has homework to do. Am I right? Yeah, but don't expose me. Because she's gonna be an engineer. That That's not being exposed. That, engineer, that is probably. that is big deal. Your girl here's got a communications degree, which is all why right. we're doing
1: this. Probably not gonna use my degree, so it's okay. Oh you will. You we're will. all it's everyone has their own little niche and the world needs more dorks in their own little niche. And this is why we get along so well. Because yeah. she says things like this and There's then it makes me smile. There's not one type of intelligence. There's You're
0: very, very right. I am just going to take that with me the rest
1: of my day. Yeah, it's like I could never play center back. There's I mean, not one type of good player, you know?
0: I think you could do it. Anyways, you know what I Let's mean. Let's not explore that option, but if, it, if need be. Well, thank you so much for joining me. I've mm-hmm. successfully made it through my coffee. How about you? I still have a little left. Oh, she's a slow drinker of the coffee. Um, but everyone look forward to round two of Jesse Fleming on Brewing with Becky when we can actually have a brew in person, either in Manchester or London. Did you say do I have to? No, I said
1: round <laughs> two. I think I she wasn't said do I have it. to?
0: Well, thanks for joining me,
1: Jay yeah, my agent It's always a pleasure. Okay, say bye to the people.